chances now decided to quit the show because he got a text message. I was just making sure it wasn't important. More important than this? Than our cold open where we do not know what to say? Chance just keeping one eye on me, one eye on the door in case something better comes along. Hey, hey. I'm a, I'm a man who takes care of kids now. They're not texting you. It's Saturday night. You're, I mean, you're <laughs> They're right. not your responsibility right now. You're right. Uh, but I am waiting for a text from the head TA at our school. So. Oh, head, the head TA. Yes. I'm getting a new assignment on Monday. Who? New assignment. Chance Anderson, beat cop. Beat reporter. Not a beat cop. Chance Anderson, guy who sticks with 17-year-old boy because he has behavioral issues. Nice. <laughs> I'd watch that. <laughs> and says, do your work. Put your computer away. Coming this fall from Hallmark. Hallmark? I'm not... He was a lovable, glasses-wearing man trying to make a difference. He was a 17-year-old kid with a behavior problem. Together, they would change the world. Wait, I thought all Hallmark movies were like down-on-her-luck, businesswoman, entrepreneur... you're right. ...falls in love with businessman and learns he's not so bad after all. You did just describe pretty much every single Hallmark movie, at least according to my understanding. Or vice versa. Or it could be the guy is the one and the girl is the one that helps him realize. But I feel like it's usually the other way around because it's sort of like a um, fantasy wish fulfillment kind of thing. Yeah. Yeah, that makes sense. Yeah. None of this makes any sense. No, nothing makes sense. But I'm going to watch the Chance Anderson and I don't know what it's going to be called yet. Let's think of a name. 17 again. Again. <laughs> Still 17. Uh, 23 Jump Street. 17 reasons. That's Why? It. No. 17 reasons? 17 reasons. To, for what? I don't know. Brought to you by Oahu Beach Face Savers. Unless someone real decides to sponsor us, this is Boy Meets World Fever. And I'm one of your hosts, Cameron. And I'm your other host, Chance. Going back to basics. Just going, you know, it's been a year. Mm-hmm. It's been about a year when this comes out. It'll be right around that one year mark. So it's time we go back to our roots. Yeah. Remember where we came from. Uh, remember that so much of the branding for our show came with the episode Top Quiz for some reason. Uh-huh. <laughs> That's, in case you were wondering, season four, episode pop quiz, is where our entire identity as a show came from, somehow. <laughs> um, I actually feel like we probably have listeners who don't know that, who like mm-hmm. didn't start at the beginning, uh-huh. and don't know that the fake brought to you by is because of, brought that to you by brought... Oahu Beach mm-hmm. Face Savers, this is knowledge fever. Yep. <laughs> so here you go. Yeah. For you all. We're going to have to do something special for that episode. I don't really are. I should bring on all my old Quiz Bowl team. You have a Quiz Bowl team? I was on Quiz Bowl in school. Wow. Didn't you know that? I guess I did not. Here's more of my storied past. (laughs) Your minkus past. (laughs) Um, It's true. You need to start contacting your Quiz Bowl team. Post haste. This moment. Yes. Leave the show. Go start contacting them. Okay. Chance is going to take over. 
Uh, yes, this will be a one-person show, because do we really need more than one person to cover this episode? Okay, I'm back. <laughs> we don't, but I'm going to be here anyway. Um, yeah, so I guess the synop is mine this week. Mm-hmm. I'm going to go ahead and alter my score after I've had some time to marinate on this, before we even talk. Oh, wow, okay. I actually put a maybe by my score. Like, I literally wrote... Oh, I just dropped it. It hasn't sat well with me. <laughs> um... Okay, so... little teaser, buckle up. <laughs> it's a rough one. We actually have not discussed our feelings on this episode with each other at all before this, so I'm, I'm we curious. We usually don't, though. Well, we, we normally get a Just little bit in there. peeling back the curtain. Usually, sometimes we watch this together. Usually we watch it separately. Mm-hmm. And then we don't really talk about it until we're here. So you're hearing 100% raw, uncut, unfiltered, grade-A Chance and Cameron discourse. It's true. Occasionally we'll d- discuss beforehand whether or not we liked the episode, mm-hmm. but that's about it. Anyway, episode 316, Stormy Weather. Uh, Eric is an intern, and he's prioritizing that over school. Sean is still dating Dana, and for some reason cares that a man he's not related to might someday marry one of her relatives. Hilarity, well, there is none. We s- Hilarity circles the drain. A few times as this episode just goes down the tubes. There is one moment of hilarity in this episode. There's a couple. Oh, I've got one. I've got one moment of hilarity. Okay. <laughs> All right. I mean, that's fair. <laughs> um, but yeah, man, this episode. I'm just gonna I'm gonna put it out there right now. When I saw that this was the episode, I was like, "All right, an Eric feature." I feel like Eric episodes are typically pretty good. I'm like, Corey's going to be in the back seat. Corey does pretty well in the back seat. Like, as we saw last week, when he isn't the focus, it's his time to shine. Mm-hmm. Which is kind of funny to think about it that way. But he just does really well. He's barely in it. He is in two scenes. And the Sean stuff is okay. But also just like, why is this a thing? And then the other stuff is like, this is too much yeah so i don't mind boy meets world when it gets dramatic yeah i don't either um i mean our winner of season two is a very dramatic episode i don't even remember what it was anymore uh wake up little Corey. um oh yes it's a very dramatic episode i have no problems but i don't care about the conflict in this it's eric being stupid and not like not like eric stupid yeah not like normal eric stupid yeah and the message is really weird. Um, we'll get into all of all of that, all of our thoughts. I think, if anything, this episode will give us stuff to talk about. Mm-hmm. Um, starting with clowns. Yeah, what's the deal with that? <laughs> the sportscaster is a clown. Uh-huh. Apparently there's like a kid's show at the news station that comes on before the news. And the guy who plays the clown in the kid's show also does sports. And he teaches... You had a potty train? Apparently. Corey's very distraught by this information. Um, this did get me interested in something. I feel like there's a lot of discourse right now in our like current world of 2021 mm-hmm. about why all millennials hate clowns. There is? Mm-hmm. What, do, what are they saying? Because we grew up with stuff like It and Insane Clown Posse. Mm. You gotta watch out for those juggalos. Yeah, ICP, man. You know, they're actually, they seem like decent people. What's weird is they do. They care about each other. People who wear Hatchet Man logos, I almost instantly judge them, but they almost always seem to end up good people. Hmm. I detest Insane Clown Posse. I don't think I've ever 
heard a, a are the, is it music? Yes. I, I, I didn't want to say that, and then you'd be like, they don't do that. What are you talking about? <laughs> they, I've never heard a song. They make political commentary. Apparently, I never knew what they did. <laughs> Maybe I have heard a song and had no idea. Yeah, they maybe are like the most hipster band. Not hipster in the way that it's become known. Okay, I was like, hold up. <laughs> but hipster in like, if you're into insane clown posse, you really are into something that no one you else is into. You are extremely, extremely sort of counterculture. Yeah. Yeah. Like, extremely. <laughs> yeah. But there was a lot of, there's been a lot of discourse lately about like, millennials have killed the, the idea of the clown. I mean, there was those murder clowns a few years back. Mm -hmm. The simpler times. (laughs) All I had to worry about was a murder clown. Um, But millennials hate clowns. I mean, I wouldn't say I'm a fan, but I'm not, like, terrified of the idea of a clown. Mm -hmm. Um, But that's not to say if one came in the room right now, I wouldn't be frightened. (laughs) But that's because it's, like... Nine o'clock at night in my house, and I'm not. I don't. I've not invited a clown in. Are clowns allowed to come in if you haven't invited them in? I, I believe so. Are they, they are. like vampires in that way? They share the pale skin, <laughs> I guess. Um, I don't know. I just think millennials and clowns is an interesting topic. Mm-hmm. Well, how do you feel about clowns? You know, I'm fine with them. I don't understand their purpose, and that may be because kind of slapstick physical comedy. Mm-hmm. Is just not our generation's comedy. Um, I mean, I can enjoy the Three Stooges as much as anybody. Yeah, I'm. I'm. I like Buster Keaton a lot. I forgot all about Buster Keaton. Just I. I often think of that scene where he's standing in front of the house and the whole front of the house falls down. Mm-hmm. Like that's that's very funny. That's fun. It is. It is funny. And, and I just brought up a couple weeks ago, um, singing in the rain, uh, make him laugh is a very physically comedic bit, very slapsticky. Mm-hmm. Well, I just haven't watched it, but uh huh. But it's just not our our generation's humor. We like sarcastic humor, dark humor, uh, lewd humor, lewd humor, dad humor. Like all of those have a place. But kind of, like, why is it funny if a big clown gets out of a little car? How do you get in there? Where are they all coming from? I would say has <laughs> the internet killed the clown? Yeah, I think so. It's like creepypasta. Comedy is just... Well, comedy is extremely accessible and widely defined. (laughs) In a way, before, I feel like maybe something like a circus or clowns or... Culture was more controlled in that way in terms of what was available. (laughs) But now, like, there's a very widespread availability of all sorts of stuff. Yeah. Yeah, I think that's true. And I think clowns were very funny because they did, like, these outrageous out-of-step things... (laughs) Weared oversized shoes, spinning ties, all that stuff. You think of when you think of a clown. Um, And I think that whole, like, I don't know, outside of culture exaggeration thing was very funny then. I actually think, like, YouTubers who target kids like the Paul Brothers are kind of a modern equivalent, but taken to the extreme because the internet has forced them to go to that extreme. Like, always trying to, like, let's fill a whole pool with Orbeez. Okay, let's fill... I'm sure that would feel very interesting. Let's fill a whole pool with Orbeez and do something stupid in it. <laughs> it's like the next step of that. That's very good. That's a very good impression of the Paul <laughs> brothers. 
I'm just saying, like, it constantly has to be pushed uh-huh. for that, like, outside of culture. Yeah, I feel like that's, like, what, shock? Mm-hmm. When you trade in shock, that's what happens. Yeah. Is it just pushes to a point where it's just, like, so extreme. Because to be shocked, yeah. it has to be more extreme. Yeah, like, someone, a clown purposely tripping on his shoelace and falling on his face. <laughs> While funny, like, we can get, I can, like, in two seconds pull up a video compilation of people tripping and falling on their face. Maybe America's Funniest Home Videos killed the clown. Maybe. I don't hate it. Thank you, Tom Bergeron. Anyway, clowns do not longer, nope. Clowns no longer teach people their potty training. Neither do sportscasters. No. Neither one. No. Uh, I don't, you oh. learn it from Everybody Poops, the book. Mm-hmm. Or um, just your parents. Or just your parents. Probably your parents. Uh, this all happens because Eric is working ready. at the station. Yeah, he's getting ready to go into the station before school. Mm-hmm. Like way early. Like four o'clock. Yeah. when he was getting ready. That's true, but Corey's going to school now. And also, everybody else is down there ready for the day by uh-huh. the time he comes down. So it can't be that early. Yeah, so why is he up at 4 o'clock? Um, no one ever said he was smart. It takes a long time for Eric to get his hair just right. Mm-hmm. Don't hate him because he's beautiful. Don't hate him because you ain't. <laughs> um, and Eric's like, oh, I can't take Corey to school. Like, I've got to go down to the station. And Corey says his one funny line in the entire episode. Uh, yeah, in this blizzard, I'll just walk and freeze my butt off and go through the rest of life buttless. Yes. <laughs> I'll walk through life buttless. Okay, so you're good. Yeah. Okay, so you're good. <laughs> um, that is not the, the funny scene. That's coming later. But good line, Corey. It's still funny. Um, I mean, the parents express some concern that he's spending too much time at the station. Mm-hmm. Eric says he's got it handled. Yeah. That's Morgan it. has a nice little, I don't need a new toy chest. I can just keep all my toys in his head. Yeah. Because Eric's an airhead. I didn't enjoy either of Morgan's appearances in this episode. No, not great. N- neither one was very funny. It was just like almost kind of mean joke. Like, But sometimes mean jokes can be funny. It's like not funny mean joke and then leave. Mm-hmm. Which b- both of her appearances previous to this loved him. Gold. Um, Maybe they're still finding their rhythm. Yeah. Yeah, I think so. Um, but anyway, yeah. I mean, nothing really happens in this scene. Mm-hmm. It just sort of sets up that Eric's working. It's kind of carrying over the previous episode. Like, mm-hmm. Eric's still doing the internship. Yes. And it sets up. And this is something that I want to talk about a little bit later, but it is set up now. Eric seems to be doing a very good job. Yeah, he is. At his internship. Um, that's just something I want to note real quick. Mm-hmm. Um, Corey puts on his hypoallergenic red ski jacket uh-huh. and two mittens, so he's found the he's other found one. He's found the other one, but he says he's, he'll just walk to school. <laughs> and then he, like a true Texan or Oklahoman, opens the door. It did look less than pleasant outside. Yes. But he goes outside, snow just blasts him in the face. He runs back in, closes the door. It's the end of the world out there. Yes. Um, if there is a legitimate blizzard, so... For a lot of our Oklahoma listeners, what you call a blizzard is not. Like, what the blizzards that I have been in, literally, if I extend my hand fully, I cannot see it because mm-hmm. there are so Look much snow. Look at me, Chance. No, I'm a no. snow snob. No, listen. This is not my point. My point is, if there is a legitimate blizzard going on, it is wildly, wildly dangerous to have school. Oh, um, yeah. I mean, sending people out into that seems like a bad plan. Yes. Because, like, real blizzards, like, there's no visibility. Like, you cannot layer up enough to protect you from that wind. Mm-hmm. Like, a wind is actually what makes a blizzard. I don't know. Uh, a lot of people probably don't know that. But you have to have a lot of wind 
and a lot of snowfall. So, um, Mr. Feeney, what are you doing? (laughs) You could see just fine, as we see in the next scene, where there's the fake snow falling across the screen. And the school is coated in a a layer of snow. Yeah, light dusting. (laughs) Just like the special effects department at ABC is really pulling out all the stops <laughs> for the snow in this episode. Their stock footage. Um, yeah. yeah. What is Mr. Feeney doing? I'm, I mean, I'll just get to it later. It says, it mentions 32 inches of snow. If you're in like a major metropolitan area like Philadelphia, 32 inches of snow is going to gum up the works pretty bad. I mean, a place like Denver is pretty prepared for 32 inches. Mm-hmm. Well, I'm, I'm just thinking when I lived in Boston, and we had we had more than 32 inches once in, like, a single snowstorm. In, in a single fall. It was, like, I guess not that much. It was, like, three feet. But it, like... Uh, 32 inches is less than three yes, feet. Yes. I mean, but it's not that much less. Uh, yeah, yeah. It's, like, four inches. Oh, I thought you were saying that your three feet wasn't as much as 32 No, inches. I meant 32 inches wasn't as much as three feet. I'm not... I don't teach math, but I'm not dumb at math. Okay. Um, Everyone can have a brain fart. It's true. But, I mean, and that, like, stopped. Like, people didn't go to work. I mean, there's just a, there's a lot of logistics and infrastructure that needs to take care of that sort of thing. And sometimes, in some cities and places, that takes longer to roll out than in others. Like, maybe a Denver, where you have the mountains, or I'd imagine, like, a Buffalo, or somewhere where there's, like, the lake effect, where you have a ton of snow pretty easily accumulate. Like, you're more prepared for that sort of thing. Yeah. But... Boston, probably Philadelphia. Like, they probably have plows and things more than, say, Oklahoma, where we can't handle it at all. Um, but still, that's a lot. It's a lot of snow. And if, if it is coupled with high wind and is a legitimate blizzard, like I said, it's very dangerous to go out in. Um, I literally, my very first blizzard in Montana, um, we were inside for two days because we couldn't go out. And then, like, when you opened our front door... There was just a wall of snow because our house acted as like, oh, I mean, a wall for the <laughs> snow to like pile up against. The wall acted as a wall. And there's probably a picture somewhere of us like walking out and taking a picture of a snowdrift literally bigger than our house. That's fun. That I'm was... really glad that didn't happen here <laughs> a couple weeks ago. Uh, yeah. And, and in Denver, especially with the more humid climate, because you're uh, not in Denver, in Boston, in Philadelphia... Where you're much closer to the ocean, it's probably a wetter snow, mm-hmm. so that does make the snow a lot more dangerous. All I'm saying is, if Mr. Feeney is really forcing schools to run and thus buses to run because of a blizzard... Yeah, the principal doesn't make that call. Yeah, the district does, I know, but... Yeah, so I'm just saying, if other schools in Philadelphia are shut down, John Adams High is shut down. <laughs> yes, but we learned that's not true, so maybe their school district is weird. He's a little mustache man power tripping is what he's doing. <laughs> <laughs> anyway anyway we're one scene in you know we're doing what we do yeah the next is uh the civil war class right uh-huh you're talking about how lincoln freed the slaves yep um for moral and political reasons mm-hmm. which is true mm-hmm. yeah i mean abraham lincoln wasn't a perfect man no but i he mean was... it was it was right to do to end it obviously mm-hmm. i don't think he was necessarily as altruistic in all of his intentions or uh, in his plans for what to do afterwards. But I don't know. A lot of Lincoln's plans for Reconstruction, at least what they say his plans were, were a lot better than what ended up happening. Well, I mean, Reconstruction was a big, horrible mess, yes. Yeah. Um, But I'm more meaning, like, ending slavery. Like, what do we do with all these people? Like, 
wasn't he a big proponent of sending them back, at least for a time? That's not what I've heard, but maybe. I'm trying to remember. I recently read Stamped, um, I don't know which kind of talks about racism and anti-racism sort of ideas throughout history. Yeah. And sort of talks about that. I think men of power will always be questionable. I just think they will be. Um, and there are some we can judge more than others. Mm-hmm. I mean, obviously, slave owners, you can judge a little harsher. Um, and, like, people like Custer who are just jerks. And there, there are people you can judge harder. And, but then you get you get your Abraham Lincolns mm-hmm. and your George Washingtons who I mean, are... People are complicated. Yeah, who are complicated. And uh, I feel like that's easy to say now. Yeah. And in our specific situation... Like being able to say, hey, let's just give people a pass because we're not really affected and haven't generationally been affected. But at the same time, people are complicated. Yeah. And, you know, I actually think this episode makes a point, a, a, a point that I think is very morally hurtful to generations to come. And I don't know that I can blame it for it because it was the time that it was in. Mm-hmm. Um, I don't know. Guess we'll see. So when we get there. Um, but yeah, the Civil War, not as cut and dry as you want to think it is, but also very cut and dry because slavery is bad. Mm-hmm. Owning people is bad. Is just bad. We are anti-owning people. What you do in your private time, that's, that's your business. Consenting people doing stuff. But in owning own. people isn't your private time. <laughs> I'm just trying to make sure we're not kink shaming anyone, Cameron. <laughs> okay. <laughs> gotcha. Um, slavery is not that. Yes. Institutional slavery. Yes. Um. Anyway, <laughs> I took that to a weird place. You really did. I, I, I apologize. Mm. Um. But yes. So Eric shows up at the very end of class, acts like he was in it the whole time. Obviously, Feeny is not fooled. Uh-huh. They He's have no t- dummy. They have a talk. Uh-huh. Feeny's just like you have to be in class, like. Yeah. This is your primary responsibility. Yep, and Feeney's like, you didn't. Get, you got this internship to get credit, not to not graduate. Uh-huh. So we realize we're seeing kind of both sides. Like, Eric's doing well at this, like, enjoying it, but he's also not doing what he needs to in school. Mm-hmm. Um, yeah, that is... It's all set up. It, it, that's the setup. Um, I do want to note... One paper determines whether or not Eric graduates or not. I mean, if it's if his grade's bad enough, it's like if this is a zero, like you're tanked completely. Yeah, I could see it if it's like a a big enough thing. I don't know. One two thousand word paper determining like whether or not you graduate in in one class. Mm-hmm. It's like wow, that's a lot on this one paper. That'd um, be good. Gerard better better do his work. Oh, uh, and next we get Dana and Sean. Uh huh. I did have a note that in the blizzard, Eric has to go to the airport to pick up the te- the toupee mm-hmm. for one of the news people that was panda hair, which seems illegal. It does seem illegal. Maybe it wasn't in the 90s. Maybe Eric's just making a joke. You want to hear one of my most controversial opinions? Yes. Let pandas die for crying out loud. <laughs> Chances of panda hater. Please tweet it at him. Don't include me in this. I think they're fine. No, no, no. I am not a panda no, hater. He is a hater. He just said we should let them all die. I, I, That's not something a panda lover would say. Did I say kill them? Did I say murder them? They don't eat the food that's good for them. They eat food that's harmful for them. And they don't reproduce. Up until that last one, I was like, you're talking about most people, man. Well, let, the, let those people die too. I'm just kidding. Don't Ooh, do that. Uh-oh. Don't do that. We're getting into a, an idiocracy kind of situation. But I do think, like, if there's a animal that is so like bad at surviving (laughs) why am i dumping i mean i guess i'm not personally 
But millions of dollars every year go to save pandas. And not save them from hunters. Not save them from poachers. Not save them from... Yeah, I'm not saying people haven't messed up a lot of stuff. Pandas aren't on us. Pandas are on pandas. And maybe it's like a genetic breeding thing and maybe we did ruin it, but... I wouldn't put it past us. Just look at dogs. (laughs) Yeah. We've ruined dogs. Some, Some dogs. Some dogs. We've ruined them. Just ruined. But I love them. Dogs are great, but we we ruined them. Um, and you know, pandas are adorable, and I think they're very cute. But just let them go. It, it's fine. Again, you can tweet at him, not at the show, not at me. Just a chance. Just leave me out of it. <laughs> that's fair. That's fair. Anyway, um, that's this has been Chance's controversial opinion hour. Hi hi hi. Hachi machi. Um, again. Don't kill pandas. Not a not a proponent of that. Don't make their hair into toupees. Bad plan. We're we're very against that. Just put pandas out in nature and let them do their thing. That's all I'm saying. Mm-hmm. Maybe they'll learn kung fu. Maybe maybe they will learn kung fu. <laughs> How will we ever know if we don't let them try? Um. Uh, but then Sean and Dana. I'm going to say something controversial. No. <laughs> Surely not. I don't care about Sean and Dana in this episode. <laughs> I do not give a single crap <laughs> about the spotlight. You're not wrong. <laughs> I think it's interesting that Dana's still around. I, I do too. I think Sean having a I continuation. Can't, I can't remember if we see her ever again. I know we see her at least one more time. I, I don't think we ever see her again in the context of a relationship with Sean. We see her again in season five. Yeah, we do see her again in season five. Spoiler alert. <laughs> Boy, is that going to be some timeline work for us. But we'll get back to that. That episode. <laughs> anyway, we've got time. We've got time. I think, actually, if we were doing two episodes at a time... Like we did in the previous two seasons. I actually think this would be the last episode of season three. I did the math a while back. I could be wrong. Anyway. Huh? If we were doing two episodes at a time like we did in the last two seasons, Uh I think this episode that we're doing right now will be the end of season three. Surely not, because there's not 30 episodes. Well, if I I didn't... Short episode 316, we're on the Stone Cold Steve Austin of Boy Meets World. It was always like Stone Cold Steve Austin 316. Oh, I didn't know that. I guess I should say that louder. I didn't know that. <laughs> I didn't know that. Um, no, because when I did it, because there aren't 30 episodes, but I think so, certain episodes I put as just one-offs. Okay. But anyway, it was a, it, it was a while back when I was like kind of plotting this stuff out. But anyway, it doesn't matter. We're doing it this way. What does that have to do with anything? We have plenty of time before season five. Ah, uh, it I'm all saying. connects. I was yes. like, so? <laughs> We have plenty of time before season five. We aren't approaching it as fast as we would have been if mm-hmm. we'd be coming in hot. Yes, to that. But and we'd have to we'd have to pump the brakes at some point. <laughs> um, we we're like Icarus flying too close to the sun. Too close. And we dove back down. Ooh, that episode! It's going to be interesting to cover. Anyway, but we are covering this episode. We are covering Dana. And like you, I think it's interesting that she's still around. But this is just the most uninteresting way to show it. Yeah. It's not a continuation of their storyline. They're not dealing with the repercussions of what happened in the mm-hmm. last episode. They're just still together. Alex Mack's still around. Yeah. We, we've just got Alex Mack making out with Sean on the couch. Alex Mack macking on Sean. Alex Mackin. I've never been more proud Thanks. of Cameron Liner. Wow. 
Um, yeah. So I, I, their, their introduction is very charming. The whole like, it's so great having a girlfriend. You're I, just we can, rubbing off on me, make it like a positive influence. Yeah. And then are you, are you reading? No, me neither. <laughs> and then they start making out. And Turner walks in. <laughs> and Turner walks in. And now their entire storyline becomes, I don't care. <laughs> that happened fast. I, wow. This, sometimes the B-plots are good. I love Sean. Mm-hmm. Sean's fine. He's fine. I'll say that. He's, he is not troubling. No. He's not questionable in any of his things that he does. He's right. funny a time or two. Yeah. He's just boring. That's that's my problem with this whole plot. It's not bad enough to be interesting. It's not good enough to be interesting. It's just it's boring. Just, it is. The worst thing in any plot of Boy Meets World can be is, is. <laughs> is, is. It just, if it just is, that's the worst thing it can be. Like, this... So the Eric plot, I don't really care for either. I think we've we've established that. However... It's got some highs. It's got some lows. It brings up some interesting questions. Mm-hmm. This plot brings up nothing. Mm-hmm. <laughs> Absolutely nothing. Not a thing at all. So essentially, Turner is getting on to them for this. Like, you shouldn't be doing this. You're so, you said you were going to study. Um, Dana's mom comes up, and Turner's like, oh, Dana's mother. I don't even know what her name is. I didn't write it down. Kathy, I think. Sure. Isn't that your mom's name? No, my mom's name is Kathleen. Kathleen. Oh, Kathy. Oh, call me Kathy. Oh, I think I will. <laughs> this is Old Man Turner. <laughs> oh, the sparks were supposedly flying. I, I left my walker upstairs. Mm-hmm. Or no, I left my walker in the shop. Yeah. Um. Yeah, the sparks are flying. Sean's mad because they were flirting, I guess. Uh-huh. He can be upset about that. He's like, or Turner's like, just say I needed to call her mom. Like, if you guys were over there, like, do you know the number? Yeah, it's 1-800-TAKE-A-COLD-SHOWER. Which is funny. <laughs> I wrote that down too. 1-800-TAKE-A-COLD-SHOWER. Mm-hmm. Yeah. Um. So that part's funny. And then Kathy calls. Her name might not be Kathy, but we're just going to go with it. Oh, Kathy <laughs> Pruitt. Um, where she calls and asks him out, I guess. Uh-huh. She called me from the car. <laughs> um, and then that's the end of that scene. Which can you blame her? He is a handsome man. Mm-hmm. There were de- there's some there's some heat there. Just because of his hotness. Mm-hmm. <laughs> um, yeah. So sure. Yeah. So then we cut to this is back to the not back to the because we haven't been there to the studio. Mm-hmm. And we're there. It's. John O'Hurley uh-huh. is playing Cal Kilbride, the Cal weatherman. Kilbride. And I, I think John O'Hurley is just great. He is. I, I mean, I, I remember him from Seinfeld. Um, I didn't really watch Seinfeld. He was uh, Jay Peterman, who was like Elaine's boss. Just like this very interesting character. He just has a really fun cadence when he talks. He does. I'm just like, I just always remember this one moment in Seinfeld where he... Because he's like an editor for like some sort of magazine, but he like goes on all these adventures and writes about them. And there's one where he's calling from a phone booth and he's like in Myanmar. And he's like, they may call it Myanmar, but it will always be Burma to me. And that just lives in my head rent free. He he can't be anything other than like that. This caricature. Mm-hmm. I want you to try to guess. Because I looked him up and was looking at his filmography to mm-hmm. see if there's anything recent. He recently portrayed a character in the movie Charlie's Christmas Wish 
very famous character, who do you think he portrayed? You don't have to know what the movie Charlie's Christmas Wish to know who John O'Hurley portrayed. Santa? No, that's a good guess, though, for Charlie's Christmas Wish. And he is sort of Christmas-related. He portrayed maybe the most famous person ever, God. (laughs) (laughs) He's credited as God voice in parentheses. That makes sense to me, actually. We will actually see him one more time in Boy Meets World. We will? Mm-hmm. In, in Boy Meets World? Yeah, I think in season four. Oh, I can hardly wait. I love a good John O'Hurley appearance. It is him, right? Now I'm questioning myself. The Unsolved mystery spoof. I don't think that's him. I'm pretty sure it's him, right? Maybe so. I can see that. I'm picturing it in my mind, and I, it, it seems like it. Because he, he has a good vibe when, for that. Vanishing from the hospital? Mm-hmm. I, I know the episode. We don't need to. I feel like it's him again. But now I'm questioning myself. Anyway, don't tweet we'll at see. us. We'll get there eventually. Just like we always do. Um, but yeah, John O'Hurley, he's very he's funny. Mm-hmm. Um, the sun doesn't always shine. But boy, I sure do. But boy, I sure do. And he's like, Mr. Or I guess Eric talks to the station manager. The station manager's like, well, why don't you just approach him? Like, he's just a part of the team, just like you. He's like... Oh, can I? Yeah, but from the left. Yeah, but only approach him from the left. He has a thing about his other side. So Eric kind of funnily kind of maneuvers maneuvers around and gets behind behind him. And he's like, Mr. O'Hurley, I'm Eric Matthews. And he responds, thank you very much. Which <laughs> is legitimately funny. Uh-huh. And then... He's like, oh, I would do anything for you. And he's like, hey, I don't believe in any of that pecking order funny business. Everyone here is equal and part of the team. From me on top all the way to you at the bottom. (laughs) (laughs) It's such an obvious joke. But But sometimes you need to make those obvious jokes. It's true. That's how I feel when I watch The Middle, the TV show. Because I feel like so often I can see what's going to happen. But it's such a delightful time every time that it does. Okay. It's just like this family can't catch a break. And you're just like, this isn't going to work out. Or something's going to go wrong. And it does. But it's always great. Fair enough. I mean, that show ran for like seven or eight seasons. I I can't even picture The Middle in my head. So mm. Neil Flynn's... The dad. Oh, is he the dad? Then I did watch the first episode, like, on pilot night. Oh, right. But just because I loved Neil Flynn. Mm-hmm. But I remember watching and being like, yeah, I'm not going to watch this shit. <laughs> it's so good. Maybe I'll go back eventually. Maybe. Maybe. Um, is that all? Um, I mean, this is just further establishing, like, Eric's doing a really good job. Um, Eli shows up. Eli shows up. Yep. Because um, he's there to talk to Eric. Did we miss a scene then? I don't believe so. Because doesn't Eric walk through the hallway with the hair and Eli confronts him with the wig? Maybe, but it's clearly not that important if neither of us remembered it. Well, I just... Because at some point... So at some point... Oh yeah, there is that. It's back at school and then Eli comes. Yeah. Because... So yeah, Eli's introduced first at school in the episode, and then because this can't be this episode because the whole impetus for what happens in the Eli scene is that Cal is out. Mm-hmm. So it has to be one more scene, and then that. Right. Um, so yeah, it's just Eric is carrying a wig around. That's really all I remember. So yeah, Eric is carrying a, a wig through the halls, and um, Eli's like, "Hey, doesn't excuse you from class, like." I mean, that's basically what he says. And he's like, well, I got to get this hair to him because if it doesn't go on, he doesn't go on. 
And Eli's like, hey, man, like, you're not supposed to be missing school for this internship. You're not a strong enough student mm-hmm. uh, to do both. And he, he's like, you know, I hear what you're saying, and I really do appreciate it, and thanks for the internship. And he, like, takes off. Mm-hmm. And that then Eli follows him to, to the station. To the station. Um, skipping his own journalism class, classroom? <laughs> There's a teaching emergency. <laughs> he's leaving the 99 to find the one. Oh, biblical reference. Look mm-hmm. at you. Um, Felt that way this week when I had a student run away from school. And okay. I was like, you guys do your centers. I need to like, look. Did you did you find him? Yes. Well, he went home. He just walked home like 45 minutes away. Wow. Okay. <laughs> Gutsy. Um, that's, you know, that's neither here nor there. Um, so, yeah. Then we get to the studio again. And this is, Eli is the funniest person in this entire episode to me. <laughs> Uh-huh. Eli is so charming. Yeah, I mean, he always is. Yeah, Eli's great. Even when he just has, like, one line. <laughs> I take Notre Dame by 60. Yeah. Like, I, it's so good. I take Notre Dame by 60, the whole, I saw that coming. No, really. I did. I did. <laughs> like, why is he not around more? I, I agree. He needs to be. But Eli, like, shows up in the station man and goes, shut up. Yeah. Hey, Eli, shut up. He's like... <laughs> He's like, I didn't, I didn't even say anything. Uh-huh. He's like, you're gloating because you don't work for me anymore. Um, Cal is no longer around. I guess he can't get there because of the weather. Oh, Cal went on vacation. Oh, did he? At the When he's signing off on the newscast, he's like, there's a blizzard here, but I will be in sunny Caribbean enjoying oh. the sand. So he's just gone. Oh, and Rich Herrera is supposed to come come do the news from, uh, from Hometown Hero, but he's the one who's kept away by the blizzard. Mm-hmm. Gotcha. Yeah, but Eric's like, a lot of people are out because of the blizzard, so I'm here. I have to help pick up the slack. Mm-hmm. Which should be okay because they shouldn't be in school. Yeah, because they shouldn't be. Really, in this school. is all Feeney's fault. <laughs> it really, if he had just canceled school, he was supposed to. It is so dangerous to run buses, and if you have school, you have buses to run buses. Are hard to stop. Anyway, um, yeah. So yeah, Eric's here. Eli is just being very funny, like giving the station manager a hard time, even though he's there for Eric. Uh-huh. And Eric's like, anyone can do this. Anyone can do the weather. Mm-hmm. You, you find your mo- spot, you look at the monitor, you click the button, and back to you, Connie. Yeah, doing a great job. He is. He's doing a great job. And this is where I kind of want to get into it. Uh-huh. I think this episode makes the opposite point of what it's trying to make, of the point it's trying to make. Mm-hmm. It never once actually tells the audience or Eric what he's going to get out of going to school. Like, never once. It's just, school's important. Mm-hmm. That's the... That's the line. Eric is excelling at a job that he's doing very well. And like most of the time when you get out of school and you start a job, you don't use your previous education unless you're going to be a lawyer, a doctor, or an engineer. Mm -hmm. You learn on the job. job. You get mentored. You get trained. And don't get me wrong. I think education is important. And I think there's a lot of good that comes from education. But if he's doing great at this job... Like that's a really good thing. Yeah, that's that's a really good thing. Like knowing about mitosis is not going to make Eric successful at life. Being good at a job mm-hmm. is going to make him successful. Unless at life. his job is something involving cells. 
Prison guard. No, you don't need to know about mitosis for that. Um, molecular biologist. I mean, we've referenced the joke several times. The mitochondria is the powerhouse of the cell. Mm-hmm. I mean, we haven't on this show. We generationally have. Yes. And it's like, why do I know that? You know what Eric's learning? He's learning good clerical skills. He's mm-hmm. learning good management learning skills. Learning to be on time. Learning to work hard. <laughs> go above and beyond. Clearly gets on well with his co-workers. Has a good relationship with his boss. Mm-hmm. Um, all really... He's earned trust. Like, his boss sent him to take his dog to the vet. Yeah. Like, he's learning great skills. I mean, this makes it seem like Eric has no other choice. But if he's doing great at this job, why not do the job and get your GED? Like, I mean, just do it. Mm -hmm. I, and I... uh, We'll get to the resolution of this and how unsatisfying it is. But that being said, like, normally I feel like Feeney is very good, especially in an episode coming up in just a few weeks, but of, like, tying in, like, why the education is important, what the practical benefit to you is going to be in this. Mm-hmm. But this... He really doesn't. It, neither does Eli. No one ever approaches this from a, this is why you should go back to school. It's just, like, it's school. Go. Like, if you don't, it will be terrible. Mm-hmm. For X, Y reasons. When, man, I just hope we move past that culturally. Like, if Eric, I, I, I hope in our culture and in our kids' culture and Nolan and Nash's culture, like, not getting a formal education, but, like, learning on the job and being mentored and taught mm-hmm. how to do something and do it really well is really normalized. Yeah. I mean, my wife went to trade school. Mm-hmm. And like this year, or 2020 was the first year in terms of like looking at our tax returns where I made more money than her. And that's because she works like two nights a week <laughs> and I work full time. And so it's just like, it's just insane that me with a degree and like all sorts, that's, this is more of an indictment against the American education system in terms of what teachers are compensated than anything. Yeah. But at the same time, like she didn't spend a whole lot of money going to school and learned a skill is able to like use it in a very useful skill, and especially throughout the pandemic, a very useful skill of like taking X-rays and mm-hmm. doing that. Um, yeah, yeah, I agree. And I, I don't know. I just education is important. But if you find a student that excels at something, this is not something you have to deal with as a fifth grade teacher as much. But like, mm-hmm. especially in high school, if you find someone and they're like a great welder, like, and they've got a good welding job, do it. Like, well, yeah, do it. Find ways to like work around their schedule to still get them an education, but, like, let them train for a career. Mm-hmm. Like, I just... This whole episode... This isn't... The episode just isn't a lot of fun. Like, really, it's not. And the drama doesn't land for me. But one of the problems I was having watching this episode is I was like, you keep saying this thing, that Eric needs to go back to school, but you have never once said why. It's like a show me, don't tell me, but they're also not really telling me. <laughs> Yeah, and the resolution of this episode is wildly unsatisfying because it's, like, circumstance and, like, it, it's real cop-out why he loses the job. And mm-hmm. the and we're supposed to believe he learned a lesson, but the lesson is bureaucracy sucks. Like, mm-hmm. Yeah. Um, so anyway, I really wasn't... I, I had a real problem with that. And, like, I am not anti-education. I'm not at all, but, like... People are different, and people are messy, and people learn in different ways. And a non-traditional education is fine. Mm -hmm. So if you're listening, and you are in high school, maybe consider something like that. Like, there are a lot of good options that lead to a successful, at least in terms of, like, having a job. 
I'm not saying your life's going to be happy because you have a good job. Like yeah. There's a lot of things that go into that. Listening to this show might help you out to be happy. <laughs> I don't know. Um, yeah. I'm not a doctor. I can't tell you. Not that a doctor knows that. Yeah. Um, but consider those things. Like, for real. It's, yeah. Don't just say, well, now I've graduated high school. Now I have to go to college. Maybe, depending on what you would like to do, there are some things that do require that. But it's not for everyone. And I would say it's not even really for most everyone. Yeah. Like, it shouldn't It shouldn't have to be. Yeah. I, I mean, the college experience is great, and we, we encourage you to do it if you can do it in a way that doesn't put you in debt forever. Um, because it is great, but, like... Mm-hmm. And, to be honest with you, anymore, in the modern era of, of America, at least, I can't speak for the rest of the world... We don't know what's going on, at, going on at Beijing Normal University. Yeah, we don't know what's going on. But a GED, by a lot of people, is considered more impressive than a high school diploma, which seems really counterintuitive, but like... It a shows lot of, that you worked for it. Yeah, a lot of employers look at it, everyone has a high school diploma. Like, 99.8% of people in America do. Like, the dropout rate is super tiny anymore for high school. But, like, a GED shows that, like, something went wrong, but you still worked and got your general education taken care of. Mm -hmm. Like, it's actually considered more impressive in a lot of ways. So, I mean... If you've got the chance to do something like trade school or like, I don't know, carpentry or something like that, and you think you can do well at it and do good, go for it. Do it and get Mm -hmm. your GED. Like, most colleges will accept you with a GED. Like, it's not going to hamper your life at all. Mm -hmm. Anyway. Also, I've seen it said many times, the real reason that people love college is because all of your friends and your community is within walking distance. And that certainly does make it way better. Yeah. It's just like everybody that matters to me is just right here. And mm-hmm. that's important. And that's cool. And that's way more important than getting a liberal arts degree <laughs> in a lot of situations. Yeah. And if you want to go be a doctor or an engineer. Or a teacher. Or a teacher. And this is just something you need. You do that. And you do it to the best of your ability. I really wish, like we talked about, I think it was two weeks ago. Or was it last week we talked about the college system? No, it was two weeks ago. because was Boris, Boris College. Yeah. Like... I wish you didn't have to give those people money <laughs> to do that. But, I mean, hey, we can't live in a perfect world, apparently. Mm-hmm. We certainly know that. Um, go do college in Norway. Even as an American, you can do it for free. Sounds pretty nice. But anyway, that's all for Cam and Chance. College Corner. Well, it's not. Really. It's not, because we'll be back. Well, it's not really it's college. It's not really College Corner. Um, education. Yeah. Whatever. But <laughs> I do want to say, being... This is back on the episode now. Being from where we're from, living where we live, in, in Oklahoma, if you've never connected those dots or if we've not said it, maybe you haven't listened to an episode where we said it. We're from Oklahoma. Whether men and women in Oklahoma <laughs> are like the top tier. Are they? Just, yes. If you've ever been in other parts of the country and you watch their weather, every time I've done that, I'm just like, this is garbage. This is like Bush League news reporting. Okay. Weather people. Oklahoma is like the top tier. I mean, we do have the National Weather Service, like the one for the entire country in our town. Mm -hmm. But it's just like, I mean, I recently read this book called Boomtown. We're just talking about Oklahoma City, but it devotes a good chunk to a man named Gary England, who was like the godfather of weathermen, essentially, and talking about what all he did to make Oklahoma like such a big thing. Because if you don't don't know this also, 
in Oklahoma, for about three to four to six to seven to eight months of the year, the sky will try to kill us. <laughs> Just whenever. And so it's good to have weather people that are able to alert you and help you be aware. And, but so I feel like this is, this is a good place for, for weather. And I feel like the people who do it are really good at it. Mm-hmm. So just watching this, I know this is for a TV show and not actually real, but I have noticed like when I travel and go other places, like the weather is garbo. Do you want to guess the last time I watched a television weatherman like report? Five years. I have no idea. <laughs> it's been that long. It's one of those situations where it's like, someday I'll put my son to bed and it will be the last time that I do that because he'll like, I won't have to do bedtime anymore, yeah. but you won't know it when that happens. It's and now true. it's like chance with the weather. I, you're, you're talking about this, and I think you're right, but, like, I don't know that I have ever seen a weatherman, like, do his thing in Oklahoma. Mm. It's, it's not a thing that I've experienced. I live here. Yeah. I, I get my everything from a little app. Uh-huh. I'm just saying, Cal Kilbride, Rich Herrera, Eric Matthews. They can suck it. <laughs> um, but yes. They're nobodies. If you guys... This is our this is our big flex on the rest of the world. If, this is if, our one thing. If in your area there has ever been National Weather Service has issued whatever warning, that came from our town. Mm-hmm. That came from Norman. You're welcome. We have the National Weather Service, and you don't. And we will not be intimidated. There are probably branches of the National Weather Service other places, but... You have one day. <laughs> I don't know what you have one day to do. I just felt like a very menacing kind of <laughs> moment. <laughs> um, we have the National Weather Service. We do. Have and uh, I, I have always thought, like, a, a joke on the internet is like, if you don't like the weather in Ohio, wait an hour. If you don't like the weather in Florida, wait an hour. I'm like, those people have nothing on Oklahoma. Mm-hmm. Like, literally nothing on Oklahoma. I remember it once in a week, it like snowed it was like 80 there was a tornado i think it just regular rained one yeah. day like within a week in like february something yeah i don't i don't doubt it this is when we were in college and it's insane a lot of a lot of places do have crazy weather don't get me wrong but man oklahoma is is a breed of its own mm-hmm. it is a it is a breed of its own um don't, don't hate us because you ain't us <laughs> because the sky because we have us. terrible weather <laughs> Because you literally can't plan for the weather. Um, yeah, anyway. I'm just obnoxiously proud of, of our, our weather, weather people. Because there's very little else to be proud, to be of. proud of. He's right. He's right. Our state vegetable is a watermelon. That should tell you everything you need to know. That's kind of awesome, actually. <laughs> What's our state vegetable? Watermelon. <laughs> our state, our state uh, vegetable is pizza. <laughs> Uh, I think our state flower is a rose. No, it's an Indian paintbrush. Or mistletoe. Oh. Which mistletoe is a parasite. Oh, fun. Fun, fun. Maybe it's our state wildflower is a rose. I don't know. It doesn't Indian rose. Indian rose or rose rock is our state rock. Oh. Maybe that's what you're getting mixed up there. Maybe. I don't know. Rose rocks are these cool little rocks that look like a rose. For our listeners at home. I didn't even know that. Yeah, they're pretty cool. I know our state meal involves chicken fried steak. Yeah. Okay, we got two things to be proud of. <laughs> All of our state whatevers and the weather. People. The weather itself sucks. Oh, we need to move. <laughs> and we need to move on. Um, oh, yeah, because there's, there's just there's so much left to talk about. 
Yes. They There's a big there's a big dramatic climactic moment. Not even climactic. Big dramatic moment in this episode. I didn't write a single thing down. I think I looked at my phone. <laughs> I was just like I'm just not feeling this right now. I I mean I agree. Um do we get the Sean next or is it the Sean is um No, okay, it's in a little bit. Okay, it's in a little bit. So uh, this is when Eric gets back and everyone's clapping for him mm-hmm. at home. Yeah. And, I mean, it's a sweet scene. Uh-huh. The parents are proud of him. Even Feeney is very proud of him, even though he's kind of frustrated with him. Uh-huh. So Feeney is super supportive and is like, you know, Eric, like, I get it. I'm going to let you make up the work. Mm-hmm. Which is good. Yeah. Which is, I would call it the right thing to do. Mm-hmm. I mean, if you, you want students to be successful and show you what they know, mm-hmm. and by just kind of hair... By, bottlenecking them limiting what they're able to do mm-hmm. you're, you're just not you're not really allowing them to do that yeah and eric's like yeah sure when do you want it he's like friday not my five-day forecast yes <laughs> they're both to me very just... unlikable in this mm-hmm. yeah because he's like no it has to be friday you have to prioritize this above the thing you're doing very well and that i'm proud of you for doing very well and he's like no, I won't. I've got to. I've got to be on a five-day forecast. Which again, I don't know why it's gonna stop him. Like filming that takes like it doesn't take that long. Yeah, and it's not like he's like doing the research of a meteorologist. Mm-hmm. He's just being a face. Yeah. <laughs> like, but yeah, they're... winning, winning smile, good head of hair. Yeah, <laughs> winning smile, good head of hair. Um, so they're both being obnoxious in this, and I love Feeny and Eric, but just this whole fight, I'm just like, mm-hmm. <sighs> this is not showing the good sides of their relationship. Yeah, and it starts so so sweet. Mm-hmm. He's like there, he's proud of him, mm-hmm. and then it just takes that turn. Yeah, and Eric, or at some point, Corey and Morgan show up and start being like really mean to the idea of dropping out. Like, I don't even remember this, and I watched it today. <laughs> you don't I, remember? I blocked it out. <laughs> you, he he's like Eric. Are you going to do your paper? And he's like, no, I'm going to the station. And Morgan's like, can't believe I'm related to a dropout. And Corey's like, something about people who wear tinfoil hats. Clearly, it really resonated with me. Um, yeah, that's all I've got. Mm-hmm. Um, but then, um, then Alan gets involved. And he's like, I, I can still tell him what to do for like two more days or something like that. Um Eric's like, this is important to me. And Alan's basically like, I don't care if it's important to you. Like, yeah. you're going to go to school. Uh-huh. Um, and I am not saying Eric is right. Eric is also being an idiot. He's, he's being kind of a petulant child. Yeah. But these skills can serve him really well. Uh-huh. Like, it's not like he's not learning anything. Yeah, it's not like, I'm going to go... My, I mean, if you do this, cool. But he's not like, I'm going to skip school to go twirl a sign on the street corner. Yeah, yeah. He's not, he's not like, he didn't pick up a skateboard today and drop out of school because he wants to be a professional skateboarder. Mm, this isn't like the modeling thing. Yeah. Or any number of other things. He is literally learning skills that will serve him incredibly well in any office environment he's ever in. Like, and he's learning production stuff. Mm-hmm. Like, what goes on behind the scenes. Like, anyway. And now we cut back to Sean's plot. Yes. And so they are, um, and now I realize what this, what I wrote down. It makes sense. Um, I, was, I thought it had to do with that scene we were just talking about, but now I get it. But Sean and Dana are at turner's house and they're just like agonizing because turner and what did we say her name was kathy Kath, that, that's right kathy. We, we, we don't know if that's her name. turny 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 and kath and kather 
know. Um, they're on their date, and they're like, why are they taking so long? Like, what could be going on? And they're like, they went to go to an Italian restaurant. And then Sean looks up in the book, and this is what I wrote down. He's like, in the yellow there's, there's more than one. <laughs> yeah. <laughs> oh, there's more than one. And I'm like, what does Dana see in him? <laughs> well, she... she She's kind of dumb too. Yeah, she kind of just honestly. And their big worry here, their 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 whole thing, like Dana's like, let's chill. This is fine. And she's like, wait, what if they like each other and get married? And Sean goes, we'll be sisters. Mm-hmm. You're not related to Jonathan. Uh-huh. What is happening? He's your guardian. And even then, you wouldn't be sisters. What? Yes, but like, why is this a worry for either of them? Mm-hmm. There's no relation. Like, I don't... What is what is happening? You wouldn't even be step-siblings. You'd be nothing. I guess if he fully adopted you, you would be adopted step-siblings. And that is enough qualifiers that no one is going to care. Mm-hmm. We became adopted step-siblings when we were 15. Okay, cool. Cool. Interesting. That's certainly something you don't hear every day. And even if he did decide to adopt him, that takes some time. Yeah. Like, he's going to be... Probably a year or two older than he is at this point. And it's a first date with this woman. Uh-huh. Chance every first date. Ends in marriage. What is, what is a first date but that first step towards the wedding chapel? I've had a lot of first dates. You're taking a lot of steps to that old wedding chapel. And then you turned right around. <laughs> um, anyway, yeah, that's... I don't care about this plot. This is stupid. Um, mm-hmm. But Jonathan and Kathy come in. Jonathan and maybe Kathy. <laughs> Probably not Kathy, because he already dated a cat. I really think... I don't know. I, I have no idea. I don't care. Mrs. Pruitt. No, Dana is Pruitt. No, she's not Pruitt because she's divorced. Yes. I really gotta know. This has to be... Um, what are you going to type in? Stormy weather. This is our annual uh, Cameron Googles Things segment. I kind of liked just calling her Kathy. I mean, yes, but it's bugging. <laughs> mm-hmm. Mm-hmm. Cast and crew, Dana Pruitt, Susan. Sure. Susan sounds right. Wasn't there a Susan just in the last couple episodes? No one ever said they were good at coming up with names. But I am saying Kathy didn't sound right. Kathy or Susan? Susan. (laughs) Sathy. This is a lot for someone who is literally gone. Now. Now. (laughs) They come back and they're like, we talked about it and thought it'd just be weird for you guys. So we're, so we're not going to date. What, so my mother isn't good enough for you? And then he, uh, Sean looks at Susan, maybe, Kathy, maybe, who cares, and is like, you never gave him a chance. And they storm off. Uh-huh. It's, okay. It's it's not funny. It's, it's not. It's nothing. It's nothing. It, it's just a thing. I mm-hmm. guess the punchline here is teenagers. They're so moody. Mm-hmm. It's true. <laughs> I guess. Um... And then that's it. Uh huh. We're at the station again. Or is this one Eric and Alan? I didn't write the, anything down about this either. This is the morning first. Uh huh. Um, there's a there's a kerfluffle. Yeah. Um. Wait. Gosh. I think we're doing this out of order, but I don't care. <laughs> it's all a blur. I, I didn't write anything down for some things. I think. Um. So Eric comes down. It's his birthday. And uh, Corey's like, "Happy birthday!" Even though Eric's like, "I don't want to, I don't want to talk about my birthday or something," he's just so mad. Mm-hmm. Um, Which okay, yeah, 
whatever. And because the whole the whole kitchen is silent, it's awkward. And then Corey's like, oh, hey, Eric. Corey, I'm not in the mood. And he's like, okay, happy birthday. And Eric's like, take a hat. There's supposed to be another storm coming. And Corey's just like, oh, you're good at that. I guess it's supposed to be sweet. Maybe. I don't know. Mm-hmm. Yeah, just clearly, again, just didn't register with me. <laughs> and then I know Alan and Eric get into a fight. Yeah. Yeah. And Amy tries to play peacemaker, but Eric is really snotty. And it's just like, uh, I know what I'm doing. So whatever you're going to say, I don't want to hear it. Mm-hmm. And I mean, clearly he doesn't know what a student intern is, I guess. Uh-huh. So he's just being dumb. I, yeah. I don't know. Um, but he doesn't want to hear it. And, and no one, this entire episode, I'm just having this realization now, could have been solved by someone saying like, hey, you know, this is a student internship. So if you drop out, you can't keep it right. Mm-hmm. Solve the whole problem. And there's probably even, like, a GPA requirement for keeping the internship. Yeah. Like, if your GPA goes below a certain point, like, you can't do it. Yeah. Like, I'm sure that that's there in in real life. So. Like, did nobody talk to him? Yeah. Yeah. Like, it's one of those where it's, like, this whole issue could have been resolved with, like, two minutes of conversation. Yeah. So that just makes it really frustrating. Yeah. And all the appeals to Eric, no one is ever just like, hey, you know what a student internship means? Like. They're just like, oh, but school is so important. But school is like, so important. And then it just goes to, you're going to live in my house? You're going to pay rent. Yeah. Um, okay. <laughs> Whatever. I guess it's just like, TV dad, we have to get to that one at some point. Yeah, like, you want to be an adult? You'll pay rent. Do everything that comes along with it. Well, if paying rent is my birthday, fine. He slams down some money. Here's rent. We'll breakfast at least. <laughs> I mean, it's a quick moment of yes, humor. Yes, it's fine. In a scene I don't care about. Uh-huh. Um, yeah. And yeah. he storms out and Amy's like, Eric, happy birthday. And he's like, thanks. And then he like waits for a second and side, side eyes his dad. Mm-hmm. And then he goes. And then, yeah. He then goes. we get an important piece of timeline because he's doing the weather. He calls it the blizzard of 96. Mm-hmm. He turned 18 in 1996, which fits with us saying he was born in 78. Mm-hmm. I thought that too. So good job, us. We Good job, it. show. We yeah, did. It. You haven't ruined it yet. I don't think they will. No, our feeble human minds <laughs> ruined it. Um, yeah, and yeah, he's doing the weather, talking about the blizzard, and saying Philadelphia schools are canceled. Except this message from Mr. Feeney. Yep. George Feeney at Adams, uh, I'm said at Elementary because that's where I work. John Adams High School. It's like it'll take more than 32 inches of snow to stop me. Also, your paper is due, Eric. Happy 100th birthday, Mr. Feeney. He throws it away. And he's like, let's take one more look at the big map. Clicks the button. Happy birthday, Eric. Mm -hmm. They give him a cake and balloons. Uh Uh-huh. Such a nice time. Everyone's there. Yay. And Eric's like, oh, you guys, this is great. And then everybody just leaves. Yeah, everyone just leaves for Mm -hmm. reasons I don't know. Because they're all They're just really laying it on thick of like, this isn't real. Yeah. Are they trying to say like... It seems like these people care about you, but they don't. I guess. Is that what they're kind of going for? Mm-hmm. I don't know if it really works. Yeah, no, no. I don't think it really works could be applied to anything of this episode. It's true. Except I... for the walk through life buttless joke. <laughs> that one works. Walk through life buttless. And Eli looking at his watch. Uh, three minutes to showtime. <laughs> <laughs> also, 1-800-TAKE-A-COLD-SHOWER is pretty funny. Yep. Uh, three moments. None of them from Eric. <laughs> Sorry. Um, which is sad because we love Eric. Uh, yeah. So he, the station manager like solemnly approaches. He's like, 
I got a real weatherman coming. Mm, from Boston. But it's like, if this is some sort of blizzard, and the guy that's in town can't come do it, why is a weatherman from Boston? Because he's from Boston. He's just more equipped to handle the snow. I guess so. Um, yeah. And he has got a real weatherman from Boston coming. And Eric's like, yeah, I knew this wasn't my job forever. Like... But hey, I still love working here. I'll see you tomorrow. And he's like, you sure you can go back to being a gopher after being a real weatherman? He's like, I got to. I'm that was a-, a good impression. Oh, thanks. <laughs> really missed your calling. <laughs> as the station as a, manager? An impersonator. Thank, thank you? I don't know. Um, it, yeah, he's like, well, I got to. I'm not in school anymore, so I can give you 100%. Mm-hmm. He's like, it's a student internship. Like, it's only available to students. And why... Here's my question. This is what he says. Why is Eric not able to get back in school and still have the job? It doesn't make any sense that it's like, oh, you dropped out. Sorry forever. Call me after you graduate college. I'll see about getting you a job because I think you work really hard and all those things we've talked about that are good things. Yeah. But it's just like, why can't he just say, oh, I didn't realize. Let me not quit school. Well, and Eric would have to formally withdraw from from school, and I don't Mm. think he's done that. It's a a situation similar to Chance's favorite show, The Office, where Michael Scott looks at his financial situation and realizes that he's broke. And so in order to declare bankruptcy, he just goes into the office and goes, I declare bankruptcy! And it's like, you can't can't just say that you declare bankruptcy. He's like, I didn't say it, I declared it. Yeah. (laughs) That, that is actually very fitting here. It's like, uh-huh. I declare... I declare dropped out of high school. It's yes. like, no, you you gotta, like, give someone a paper or something. I mean, I'm sure there's people that just, like, don't ever show up. Well, yeah, that, I was about to say, I didn't. You were that one. I'm the one who didn't show up. <laughs> but I didn't show up for weeks on uh-huh. end. But Eric's parents aren't gonna let him be that one. Yes. Yeah. So, anyway. They weren't even gonna let him be the other one, either. Yeah, we know he was just in school, like... In just saying dropping out doesn't work that mm-hmm. way. So it's instantly like... And this is why I hate this resolution. Because Eric doesn't learn anything. Uh-huh. He tries to paint it as like, the world's really tough out there. But no. That's not what he learns. It's like things were all leveraged against him. <laughs> yes. His support system was cut away. Not because of really anything he necessarily did. But we, because they're like, you need to be in school. So I'm not going to cut you any slack or try to help you or improve or real, realize why you need to be in school. The lesson he really learns is it doesn't matter if you do a good job if you don't have the societal credentials to go along with it. And that lesson lesson, sucks. (laughs) Like, but yeah, that's like they try to paint it as he learned this lesson that life's tough. But no, he learned that the school system sucks, that unpaid internships are a scam, that Mm -hmm. like (laughs) he needs to get a helmet. I just, mm, yeah, it doesn't work. It doesn't work. Like his dad comes to the station and is calmed back down and yeah. tries to be like this sweet moment. And it just, it doesn't land. Yeah. I think I will give Wilfred Dell some credit. His acting sad after he loses everything with, and like kind of moping around and sticking the knife in the... He goes to cut the cake that he gave him for his birthday. It's good acting. Uh-huh. He, like, he legitimately looks heartbroken. But it's a Duncan Fletcher character moment. Yeah. It's like, you can do all the good acting in the world. The character's still bad. Yeah. Yeah, and they do all this stuff. Like, the dad comes and he's like, my dad was furious when I joined the Navy. Like, and I don't want us to have that relationship or whatever the heck he says. I don't really care. Mm-hmm. And he's like, happy birthday, and they hug. Yeah. Like, if this storyline hadn't been somewhat insufferable. Fine. Um... 
Yeah, it is also funny, though, at the end of that scene where Alan's like, happy birthday, Eric. And Eric goes, happy birthday, Dad. You know what I mean. <laughs> um, yeah. So our other timeline moment is that Alan joined the Navy right out of, right out of, high, out school. of high school. Yeah. Um, but yeah, and then it cuts to Eric at school. He's like 20,000 words on reconstruction of the Civil War. Mm-hmm. He's That's like, 40 pages. Yeah. It's That's a lot. <laughs> And he's like, I said 2,000. And Eric's like... He just, like, rips a few pages off. Well, this ought to cover it. Because that's how pa- papers work. Yeah. Yeah. Um, and he's like, you'd think that's it? If you just give me your paper, I'll let you back in. Yes. Honestly, because you just said, bring, give me your paper by Friday and we'll be good. Yeah. <laughs> I don't know what day it is, but I assume he's he's met your requirements. Yeah, but... Feeny and I are going to be your little mustache man power tripping again. Well, and in the last scene, which we're supposed to believe was the day before, he said, your paper is still due. Mm-hmm. Like, so we know there can't have been a formal withdrawal because his paper is still due. So he's giving you the paper. Yeah, Feeny. You can't just change the terms. Um, And he's like, I just got my butt kicked out there. I don't know if you know this, but the real world is hard. Again, not the lesson he learned, Um, but we'll get back to that. Anything the lesson he learned is you got to play the game. Yeah. Which is a sucky lesson. Yeah. To it's have to learn. Maybe not the most untrue lesson. No, but it sucks that that is a lesson that has to be learned. Well, yeah, and, I mean, let's just talk about it. Like, if his reward for doing a good job was, like, it doesn't matter if you do a good job, like, you've got to play the game, like, then is he really, like, apt to ever work that hard again? Mm-hmm. <laughs> like, you know what I mean? Like, aren't we kind of training Eric to be a bad worker? <laughs> because the one time he cared about something and didn't did work, it didn't matter. It's true. Um, and he's like, well, I guess you did learn something. And he's like, take a seat, Mr. Matthews. He, he sits in the front. He sits in the Again, front. Again, shows unkind to nerds. <laughs> yes. With like this kid who normally would sit in the front with a sweater vest and glasses and the middle part, but short mm-hmm. hair. A real Gen Z kind of hairstyle. <laughs> and look in general. I feel like that's back again. Yes. Um, I think it is. Um, but yeah, he's like, I think there's one in the back. And then, like, Mr. Feeney gives him a book, which has he already thrown away his books? I don't... And again, why would he do that? (laughs) Yeah. Um, Yes, and then here's what really gets my goat. Feeney then starts teaching, and he calls carpetbaggers traveling entrepreneurs. Oh, I Which in the Reconstruction, carpetbaggers were people from the North who came to just take advantage and be lowlifes of the people in the South. I wouldn't... I feel like traveling entrepreneurs is... Very generous. I guess I missed this whole part. It was like right at the very end. It was like as it was fading away and Eric's like, I'm back and I'm learning and all this stuff. And it's just like... He's still not taking notes, but... <laughs> no, but he's listening, which is better than he was, I guess. But it's just like, Feeny? Really? <laughs> Maybe the next part of that sentence was those traveling entrepreneurs he says who are really criminals. Yeah. <laughs> really just, we use the term carpetbaggers for a person who tries to take it terrible advantage of a situation <laughs> of a bad situation sure um but yeah and the then, reconstruction was really bad it was. and it was it did not resolve well which is why we have a lot of problems that we still have today i feel like well let's do the last scene before i say what i feel like about the reconstruction no. or just in general no it's not okay. about reconstruction um i i mean we can all agree that the reconstruction reconstruction era was so messed up 
Um, yeah, did not work. And America was still a deeply racist place that did not care about the plight of black people very much at all. Uh, I, mean, I just I just shook my head no. Yes. Nobody. No one could so, say that. One year later, I still don't know what how to do this. <laughs> any, t- any area where the Ku Klux... Or any time period where the Ku Klux Klan forms is a bad time. It's a bad, it's the darkest timeline. Um, but anyway, you know what? I'm gonna I'm gonna do another one of our famous bands. Anyone in the Ku Klux Klan, you're not allowed on the show. <laughs> we hate you. Uninvited. In fact, block our podcast. We would. We love don't that. want you to be listeners. Yeah. Uh, if you are part of the clan, screw you. You're not welcome here. Um. So now you have joined Adam Levine and Jake Paul. We <laughs> <laughs> have a real. Strong roster of perma bands. Adam Levine, Jake Paul, the KKK, the KKK, and anyone associated with it. you know. And on the other end, the ones that are the real gets that we really want is basically anybody that was on the show and, and George Takei. That <laughs> seems right. You know, I feel like by association, Logan Paul is included with Jake Paul. Yes. Paul Brothers. Yeah, we just... Okay. They're one person to me. I'm just making sure the Pauls both know, don't come on the show. Yeah, like we just because we say Jake doesn't mean Logan, we want you. Yes. It's Logan, we thought you were your brother. <laughs> yeah, it's... I can't tell the difference. You both suck. Um... <laughs> I actually kind of feel bad for Adam Levine because just because I don't like him musically and like culturally. I'm sure he's a nice person. No, I, I kind of doubt I'm it. I'm sure he's not an absolutely terrible person. Maybe, maybe not. But yeah, he's not as bad as the Paul Brothers and the KKK. <laughs> we make a lot of controversial statements here. That's not... Boy Meets Rough, you're, that's... That's not one of them. Saying Adam Levine's not as bad as the Paul Brothers or the KKK. I think that's... That's true. I don't know why that tickled me. It's really tickling him. Uh, Giggle fits. Adam Levine, you are still not allowed on the show. We have not taken pity on you just because we've gotten rid of some worse people. Yes. But you are not a detriment to society like those others. You're just a detriment to Still a detriment to society. (laughs) Yes. Uh, anyway, um, yeah, we got one more scene. Eric and Dana. <laughs> Eric and Dana. I've missed him so much. <laughs> Sean and Dana. Oh, yeah. <laughs> I didn't even think about it. <laughs> uh, I think the universe doesn't want us to finish this episode. <laughs> what I was going to say earlier was that I feel like this hasn't been the most fun episode of Women's World Fever, but that's because the episode didn't give us anything fun to work with. But now that we've just had that moment, it saved it. I'm feeling a lot better. And we and Sean and Dana are at Chubby's. They're happy to be back in each other's lives and at each other's lips. (laughs) That's what they say. I don't know what to tell you. At each other's lips. And then Turner walks in with Dana's aunt, and she's like, Mr. Turner's hitting on my aunt. They yell, we're going to be cousins. They yell, the episode ends. Uh-huh. Ah! I don't give a crap about the Sean and Dana plot. 
Are you re- reducing your score again? Again. <laughs> yeah. This is my lowest rated episode, I'm pretty sure. May- wow. What did you rate it? Okay, so I wrote 6.5 maybe. Mm-hmm. Because I thought I was being too hard on it. But now upon talking about it, I'm not being too hard on it. And I'm going to drop it down to a 5. Okay, I started at a 7. Because I feel like seven's average. Mm-hmm. After marinating on it all day, at the beginning of this episode, you heard me drop it down. I dropped it to a 6. After talking about it, it's down to a 4. Wow. Yeah. I just... There's a big part of it that I just... I didn't feel was even worth taking a note on. You're right. I looked at my phone instead of watching it. And that wasn't like, oh, Cameron, you really missed some good bits there. No, you didn't. No, I didn't. I watched it on my phone. You couldn't look at your Well, you I, were I, looking I, at your phone. I couldn't look away, and you missed nothing. <laughs> yeah. Um, but, yeah, so I, I consider kind of my rating as like a percentage of the episode I enjoyed. And one. like, huh? A one. <laughs> well, there's some funny bits in there. I still love a lot of the characters. You the- know, sometimes, just like that one song from American Idol always said, you have a bad day. Yes. You take one down. This is that one. You sing a sad song just to turn it around. Mm-hmm. Um, yeah, I so a five and a four. That's a pretty low episode. And it, it may be... Because like you, I went into this being like, oh, iconic episode. Mm-hmm. I'm looking forward to this. Apparently it's iconic for all the wrong reasons. But I, I just didn't remember. I remembered the fight, but I remember it being much more even-handed. Mm-hmm. But no, this fight, like, everyone is being a petulant child. Yeah, it's not good. And I know that this was the way things were in the 90s, in a lot of ways. And this was the whole, like, kids are dropping out of school scare. So, like, staying in school is, like, the most important thing you could possibly do. And at least Cameron and I, but I think culturally we're starting to realize, like, there's nothing wrong with trade work. Mm -hmm. There's nothing wrong with customer service. There's nothing wrong with, like, all sorts of work that doesn't work. I mean, all work has dignity. Yeah, all the work has dignity and merit, um, whether we culturally want to give it to them or not. Um, And I just think we're going that way as a culture in this whole, like... Like, because honestly, like, Eric was learning life skills. Like, I feel like a real teacher or a real person in his life would be like... Cool. Yeah, like... That's great. Let me help you work around that. Because... Again, it's not like he picked up a skateboard one day, never have skateboarded in his entire life, and is like, this skateboard is going to be my career, and I'm going to drop out of school to do it. Like, And not to say, like, if you're a great skateboarder, I have a problem with you. It's like, he didn't put in the work I for do. That. I'm jealous. <laughs> yes. he. I'm, I'm saying, like, you wouldn't have put in the work for that, and that's more of a, like, a pipe dream or, like, an impulse. A half-pipe dream, more like it. Oh. <laughs> um, that's good. But, like, this is, like, he was doing a job and doing it extremely well. And the show punished him for that. Mm -hmm. And, like, I tried not to hold that against the episode, but it sucked. So. So here we are. One of our lowest rated episodes ever. It's true. What did you name it? Um, I originally just wrote Boy Meets Blizzard because that's all Corey did. But then I also, I like the name Boy Meets Being Buttless. (laughs) Let's do it. It's like the one funny joke. <laughs> no. 
<laughs> boy meets being buttless. I like it. What did you say? Boy meets weatherman. Uh, that, that works too. But I like, I like boy, being buttless the best. Boy meets being buttless. <laughs> I'll just walk through life buttless. <laughs> uh, MVP is Eli. Yeah. Yeah. Is that Was that your original MVP? Or? I originally, I just wrote down some names just because they were key players. Yeah. I wrote down. Uh, Sean and Eric. Just because, I mean, Sean, this was, he was non-controversial. Yeah. I didn't hate Sean. Like, I wasn't like, you're a terrible person, Sean. Yeah. But then uh, upon further reflection, I'm just like, you're nothing, though. Yeah. I I thought, maybe Feeney, maybe Eric. I mean, they're such key players. But if I think back to the character I enjoyed the most in the episode, it was Eli. <laughs> Eli, apparently you are the unsung hero of season three. The real best character was Alan. JK. <laughs> JK. Uh, but yeah, Eli, MVP. For one scene. Way to go. <laughs> you did it. You did it. Um, another episode of No Topanga. Mm-hmm. Uh, just want to point that just out. Just criminal. Um, just just pointing out all the No Topanga episodes in season three mm-hmm. and how surprising they all are to me. Yeah, they're, it, I don't understand. Um, but yeah, I think that's the episode. That is. That's it. Next week, have another like big timeline stuff going on with the pink flamingo kid this is the trailer park episode Mm -hmm. okay yeah this will be interesting to revisit yeah it's a good sean episode Mm -hmm. i guess we'll see if it's good i thought this last one was a good eric episode (laughs) but i feel like pink flamingo kid stands out better Mm -hmm. um i'm hoping it's good because i have fond memories of it Mm -hmm. but we will see um yeah I, i i don't think i have anything else um we got a one piece of listener mail um on twitter and it was just i will get the twitter Twitter stuff twitter stuff i'll get the name real quick tweeting 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 twitter stuff i had just asked who your favorite morgan is um on twitter and we got one reply Ooh, a record (laughs) tied for first for mandy dow at mandy dow um and they said i used to hate the original morgan but this rewatch She's the best. She's pretty good. Yeah, I can agree with that. I don't know who my favorite Morgan is. I feel like the last episode when we talked about it, I really laid out the differences Mm -hmm. that I've noticed between them. But we'll have to to see how Morgan 2 does. Yeah. We need to give Morgan 2 at least 20 episodes. Mm -hmm. Because that's how much the original Morgan was really in the show before Mm -hmm. she became a... Nothing. A nothing, yes. A non-presence, literally. Yes. Um, well, figuratively first, and then literally. Mm-hmm. Um, so, thank you, Mandy, uh, for answering our question. Uh, please do uh, tweet at us. We want to hear from you. Did you disagree with us on how th- this episode is? Do you think your state has the best weather people? You're wrong, but you're <laughs> welcome to come at me. Um, did you really relate to Eric's struggle? Do you think that a high school education is the most important thing you could possibly do and all trade schools and possible other things you learn be damned. Like, there you could have that opinion. We would love to hear mm-hmm. it. Yeah. Um, be sure to check out our Instagram and Twitter mm-hmm. at BG World Fever. I feel like I'm really bringing the heat on the Insta. He is. He's bringing Lots the heat. Lots of uh, good... WandaVision memes. Mm-hmm. Um, I think they're good, at least. I haven't seen WandaVision, so I don't know. Well... You should rectify that. Um, yeah, check him out there or email us at bgworldfever at gmail.com. Mm-hmm. Any, any old thing you want to say, we just might say it on the show, as long as we remember. As long as we remember. And we probably will say it on the show, just because we don't get that much. Odds are really good <laughs> that you would have something said on the show. 
Um, we have had some listener feedback for the last few weeks, which has been nice. It's been like one thing every week, but I'll take one thing every mm-hmm. week. One thing a week. Um, That's manageable in our busy lives. And we really are getting a lot of new listeners. And we just want you guys to know, like, we really want to interact with you, form a little community, mm-hmm. talk about... Uh, Boy Meets World and different opinions and takes. Um, Cameron and I is a, a limited opinion. And yeah, I, I remember our great friends Alden and Tanya really loved the... Uh, oh, what's her name now? The episode where Corey and Sean imagine being old people. Wendy? Yes, they really loved the Wendy episode and we didn't. Mm-hmm. Despised so, it. If you have a different opinion, we'd love to hear it. Yeah, absolutely. Unless your opinion is this episode's good. No, I'm just joking. You can have that opinion. You really can. And even Eric. Eric. You are now Eric. I'm Eric. Sweet. <laughs> Cameron and I both went into this thinking this episode would be good. So, so we apparently enjoyed it at one point in our lives. Maybe we're the wrong ones. Yep. So anyway, that's our appeal. Uh, we want to thank Dizzy Parker for the use of our theme song. Find the link to the full video and thus the link to all of his stuff in the description down below. Mm-hmm. Of the episode. Yep. Don't just look down wherever you are. Yeah, we are not on YouTube. <laughs> it's ev- No, it's just everywhere. It's like wherever you are right now, look down. There's the link. Yes. You're in the Matrix now. <laughs> I don't know why. I just wanted to say I am the captain now. <laughs> yeah, that one doesn't make sense. No. Um, but yeah. I think that's all I've got. That's all I have. So from everyone here at Boy Meets World Fever. So long, world. So long, world. When this boy meets world.